the prayer for humility. Lord God, we pray to you with all our hearts and soul that in your mercy you may deliver us from pride and grant us the inestimable gift of humility that we may not follow the evil spirits in their pride to destruction, but Christ, the divine master of humility to sanctification. May God, in his goodness, grant us this now and forever. Amen. Everything, even sweeping, scraping vegetables, weeding a garden, and waiting on the sick, could be a prayer, if it were offered to God. St. Martin de Porce Hey, hey there. Welcome back to Catholic with a Zen mind, and today I'm just bringing you a really short episode, just a little teaser for what's coming up this weekend. We're going over the saint whose feast day is actually today, and I'm uploading this a little late because of election day. Uh, I worked a little late today, so I apologize for it being so late, but today is November 3rd. It's the feast day of St. Martin de Porres. St. Martin was born at Lima, Peru, on the 9th of November, 1579. He was the illegitimate son of prominent Spanish colonist, John de Porres, and a poor black woman, Anna Velasquez. For some years, his father refused to recognize him as his son, and so Martin shared his father's poverty, shared his mother's poverty, pardon me. After eight years, his father accepted Martin and provided for his education, with skills as pharmacist, doctor, and surgeon, the youth began to work for the poor of his city. He asked to be admitted as a Dominican lay helper at the Rosary Convent in Lima. Eventually, his community, impressed with his life of prayer and service, asked him to become a full member in 1594. He helped establish an orphanage and founding hospitals and spent much of his time caring for the black slaves brought to Peru from Africa. Martin remained for the rest of his life a devoted servant of the poor, caring for the sick, treating them with dignity, reminding them of God's love for people of every race and color. Those who knew him called him a loving father, a father of the poor. Martin died at the convent of the Holy Rosary in Lima, on the 3rd of November in 1639. Now, St. Martin de Porres will go more into his life this weekend, but I want to give you all a little story about me personally with St. Martin de Porres. He's a very important saint to my life and my spiritual development and my growth. Uh, you see, I grew up in a parish 
that took St. Martin de Porres as, as their namesake. So I grew up in St. Martin de Porres Parish, went to grade school there. And so it was a real important part of my life. I always learned about him, you know, saw a statue in church, you know. And he, when I got to the age to be confirmed, I picked St. Martin de Porres as my confirmation patron. So, if you're one of the brighter crayons in the tool shed, you'll notice the name I say every time I start an episode. Joseph Martin. The Martin comes from my confirmation name, St. Martin de Porres. So he's kind of an unofficial patron of the show, which is why I wanted to start with him, other than the fact his feast day is today. St. Martin, pray for us. And also, he is a exemplary saint to start with, with exactly the kind of spiritual life I'm presenting. And we'll get into the specifics this weekend. But to give you a little a taste, he was extremely charitable. Ever since he was a young boy, he couldn't help but help the poor. He couldn't help but give to the poor. We did a play in my parish uh, that we presented on the feast day of St. Martin de Porres at one point, I believe. And in the play, part of it, he goes to buy food for his family when he's just a little boy. And, and when he comes home, his basket is empty because all the food he bought, he gave to beggars. And so before he goes home, he goes and gets more food from the vendor at the stand who happily gives him more because he knows how charitable young Martin is. He was actually well known because, as I read earlier, he was actually known very well in the, in the cities because of his father. Now, there is a movie that was done. It's a, it's a Spanish movie, Spanish-speaking movie, but there is a version on YouTube with subtitles. I watched it very recently, and it was... It's just a great movie, you know, for someone who is close to St. Martin de Porres as much as I've become lately. Uh, watching that movie was just a you know, pure joy for me. Uh, there's a lot of cool stories in that movie, and I won't get into all of them. But So he was always known for his charity. He's actually known by a lot of people as the Apostle of Charity, which is actually what made me want to pick him as... A confirmation patron because if I took his name I would always remember his charitable example so he was charitable not only that he had a very deep prayer life he almost got no sleep whatsoever constantly because he was always praying in fact the quote I read at the very beginning is st. Martin de Porres talking about how deep his prayer life was We've talked before about working meditation on this show, where you reach a point of, I guess you could say, enlightenment that's so heavy that just the working becomes meditation to you because that's how far advanced you are in your spiritual life. St. Martin was that advanced, but in the Christian spiritual life. Everything he did, he offered to God. He was a friend to slaves in one of the parts in the movie I watched. Now, I don't know if this is a true story or not, but 
there was a slave that broke off of one of the plantations there and knocked out Martin, stole his Dominican habit, and went on his way. And people didn't think anything of it. Meanwhile, Martin was captured by the overseers of the slave plantation and subsequently taken back to the plantation and whipped. Now, when he was whipped, in the movie, the slave who stole his habit began to receive the lashes on his back instead of Martin. And the guy whipping him couldn't believe his eyes. After all this, St. Martin, instead of holding a grudge against this man, he forgave him. He didn't want to, I guess you could say, press any charges. <laughs> he prayed for him, and he even bartered for his freedom. He still loved the man, and was still a friend to the man. He was also a friend to animals. He was said to talk to animals. He noticed one night that all of the clothes in the laundry room for all of the friars and the monks and the priests and everyone had nibble marks in them from mice. One day, he caught one. And one of the other brothers wanted to kill the mice, but he spoke to the mouse. And the mouse listened. He could speak to animals, and they could listen. He convinced this mouse to take all of the mice in the monastery out into a very far part of the garden, and he would bring them food every day. Lo and behold, the mouse looked at him, jumped to the floor, did a little mouse whistle, and out of the nooks and crannies came hundreds of mice, and they all went out into the field, and he would bring them food every day. He's usually depicted with a dog, a cat, a rat, and a, uh, a bird, all eating out of the same food dish. It's just a pretty incredible story. Speaking of incredible stories, St. Martin was endowed with great gifts of God because of his devotion to God's will, which is something that we're big here on. He wanted to live perfectly by God's will, and because of this, God smiled upon him. There is a part in the book I'm reading that says Martin knew God would never refuse a request. This is what we've talked about recently when we were talking about the Holy Rosary, that's Mary level. And St. Martin did pray the Holy Rosary. He's a low-key champion of the Holy Rosary because he always prayed it, whether he was slipping the beads in and out of his hands or not. But that is something he did all the time. I have a, an icon of St. Martin that watches over my bed, along with St. Michael, a crucifix, Our Lady of Fatima, and St. Joseph with the child Jesus. But the St. Martin icon, he's depicted with a rosary hanging around his neck because he's, it's one of the things he was known for is his great devotion to the rosary in Our Lady. But his his gifts, he, he was able to bi-locate. We talked in a recent episode about Mary of Agreta, who could bi-locate, and she used this gift to preach the rosary to Jumano Indians and around the New Mexico area, I believe it was. Well, St. Martin could do much of the same. He was seen in places such as China and Japan, and during these times, 
these countries were not friendly to the missionaries, so he was refused and forbidden from going over there. He actually desired to be a martyr, but he didn't go out of his way. And speaking of desiring to be a martyr, just like his spiritual father, St. Dominic, he gave himself the discipline. He was friends with another saint who lived nearby in a different monastery, and they would often hang out in their free time together and do the discipline of St. Dominic. Physical mortification for the reparation of the souls of humanity, their souls and others. Well, for reparation of the sins that those souls committed. Along with other gifts he was given, he was able to walk through locked walls. There's plenty of accounts where he would visit sick, uh, sick people in the infirmary in locked cells in the middle of the night and no one but the patient would ever see him. They would wake up and he would be in the cell and the door would still be locked. The guards nowhere to be found. He could walk through walls. <laughs> he was known to be a healer, not just because of his training in medicine, because that's what his profession was. He wasn't a priest. He was a lay helper. He was only a religious brother. He was not he did not have liturgical privileges. He did the chores so that those who had liturgical privileges could focus on liturgical privileges. He could he was also very wise and intelligent without studying theology. He would be asked by friars that were taking very advanced theological classes, he, they would ask him questions, sometimes just to joke with him and sometimes not. And he would give the simplest answers. And when the friars would ask the head of the abbey, he would say, yes, that's 100% correct. They couldn't understand it. He never took these classes. There's a quote that says, he was wise in the way of the saints, or he was educated in the ways of the saints, which means he was very holy, he's very humble, extremely humble. One time he tried to sell himself into slavery to save the monastery from debt because the head monk at the monastery was going to sell some sacred items, you know, stuff like a monstrance, uh, chalice, patent, stuff uh, related to the tabernacle just to save the monastery. Instead, St. Martin had a very prominent name, so he used that to ask for alms from Spanish noblemen and, in fact, save the monastery by donations from people who would otherwise not give it, but they knew Martin, and they knew his charity and how devoted he was to that charity. St. Martin was also known to levitate. He would take part in contemplative prayer and sit or stand before a crucifix with his arms outstretched, just like our Lord. And many times people would look in his room during the late hours of the night and find him levitating and holding our Lord in a gentle, caressing hug, or touch to show his affection for Jesus Christ.
he was known like I said earlier he was known to bilocate he was seen as far away as China and Japan he would also comfort people who were prisoners of war during the Crusades one day a young man came to the monastery and saw Martin and said that that was the man that showed up to me every day every night while I was in my prison camp and he saved my life Martin just told him we'll talk about it later he was incredibly humble he thought himself the lowest of the low he was truly humble he was truly gifted he was well respected well loved and he is the perfect saint to start our master profile episodes or master bio episodes on these won't come very often because I'm planning to study very deep into the saints before they happen I just know quite a bit about St. Martin off the top of my head. Today's his feast day, and he's truly an incredible saint. He's an incredible role model to look up to. If you want to be humble, you want to be charitable, you want a good example of how to follow God's will, I urge you to learn more about St. Martin de Porres of Lima, Peru. I'll be back this weekend once I finish reading this book I have about St. Martin de Porres, and we will talk more in length about some of the events that really stand out in this truly phenomenal saint's life. St. Martin de Porres is a patron saint of social justice father of the sick and the poor, patron saint of health care workers. He is a helper in hopeless causes, and he is a powerful intercessor to those in need, and also patron saint of racial harmony, and those who seek racial harmony. So to wrap up the episode, so that I still have some stuff to give you guys this weekend. We're going to end with a prayer to St. Martin de Porres on his feast day and a day for the election in the United States, and we're going to pray for harmony between races. We're going to pray for peace between all people, but seeing as St. Martin de Porres is the patron of racial harmony, and in today's climate it seems to be, I guess you could say, a hot topic. We're going to pray to St. Martin for peace and racial harmony in this coming year. Whatever that means, whatever that you all might take it to be, I take it as a very positive thing. 
And while I pray this, I'm going to play the Regina Chaley, which is very near and dear to a Dominican brother's heart, which is exactly what St. Martin de Porres was. A Dominican brother, a son of St. Dominic, one who tried to live up to St. Dominic's standards and walk his path almost exactly as best he could to Jesus, to being a saint. The Prayer to St. Martin de Porres In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Most humble St. Martin, whose burning charity embraces all, but especially those who are sick, afflicted, or in need. On this your feast day, we turn to thee for help in our present difficulties, and we implore thee to obtain for us from God health of soul and body, and in particular the favor we now ask, that all those who suffer from coronavirus may be healed, and all those who are not yet suffering from coronavirus be protected and stay healthy. In addition, we ask that following this presidential election in the United States of America, that there be peace, and that there be harmony between all races, all peoples, and all walks of life. May we be imitating thy charity and humility, find quiet and contentment all our days, and cheerful submission to God's holy will in all the trials and difficulties of life. St. Martin de Porres, Apostle of Charity, pray for us. Amen.